welcome to the VTalk podcast, a podcast show about random topics. I'm your host Pranav Joshi. I'm your co-host Pranavati. So today is a special episode. Today we are going to talk about the first few lines of a book with Miss Lena Saldana. Uh, over to you, Pranavati. Yeah. Um. Hello, ma'am, and I'll just give a short introduction uh, for our viewers. Uh, introducing Miss Lena Saldana, she is a blend of, of a poet, a writer, entrepreneur, and a storyteller, and she runs a brand consultancy as well. Her writings cover a variety of subjects, and her works are Radha, Wild Things, and the Diwali Party. Today, we'll be talking about the significance of the first few words of a book from a writer's perspective. But before we actually dive into this topic, I would like to ask you what inspired you uh, to write. um to write books to write poems were you always uh, wanting to do this since you were in school or as a child okay so pranoti uh, good question to start off with although not unexpected because one does get asked this question about what yeah. inspires you but, but the honest truth is that um, that you write when you must write you reach mm-hmm. a point when uh, when you ca- when you can't not write and that's when i think some of the most interesting storytelling happens uh when i uh, if you ask me about when did i start writing i think i've always written i was writing when i was in school uh, my mom has this collection of uh, of all the little things that i wrote starting when i was a very very young child but i took seriously to writing a little late uh, in my uh, in my life i would say uh, i reached a point where i said uh, where i said i can't i can't not do this anymore so i was um, i was a professional i was running a business i was i was mom to two kids i was a pet mom and uh, and i and i had all these excuses i said i just don't have the time to write you know that's your biggest excuse so you don't have the time to write <coughs> and my son uh, was young at, at that point in time he he came to me once with uh, with one of my very old books i have a i have a book called uh, uh, classic poems and it's a little book which is uh, which has it's, it's almost made out of sheets of parchment and he came to me and he read out about six or seven poems from me. and uh, i was in a very very low frame of mind and i said said i can't do this anymore i can't write i'm just going to stop this because it's i'm doing far too many things mm. so he read some really cool poems out to me and um, at the end of the 6th or 7th poem he asked me he said man do you like these i said yeah i love these he said when these guys were writing these poems what do you think they were doing were they full time poets or did they write uh, because they simply had to write and yeah. that sort of uh, that was a that was a blinding insight almost from a very young child that that very few authors very few poets writers painters very few artists have the privilege of being able to pursue their art full time at the beginning when they when they're at the bottom of the on the bottom rung of the ladder they write when they can they paint when they can they they practice when they can so uh, so that's how it all started i said i said chuck it i'm going to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and i'm going to write yes. and that's how this whole journey started so do you think like with most of the writers it usually starts as a medium of expression and then it develops into writing so no one really just goes out there and says okay now i'm going to write they are feeling it from within right i don't know i don't know about that i think uh, i think it's ambitious to to start out with 
with uh, grandiose plans i think most people write uh, now if you're going to restrict our conversation to writing i think that most people write uh, what they can and what they believe to start off with so um, uh, so yeah i mean i think my first if if one goes to to gmail i think one of my st- my status is going to remain a pocket full of sky until um, until i write that book and that book has been sitting inside my head for the past i don't know 10 years i haven't uh-huh. gotten around to writing it <laughs> but in the meanwhile i wrote a million other things right i wrote small pieces i wrote uh, poems because i felt like writing them and i i was writing on social media i was scribbling in notepads so i guess you're right in the sense that uh, no one starts off with a magnum opus you start off with whatever is rattling around in your head or heart or, or, or wherever are writing resides right yeah um so i think we can um go a little ahead from that and what i am really curious about is um from what i have noticed i've uh, read some of the books and the thing i find the most interesting are the first words so we have this uh, quote that a book is not judged by its cover or a book should not be judged by its cover but uh, i think a book can be judged by its first words so what do you think about that is there a thought process you would like to share yeah so uh, now i'm i'm going i'm going to say this on behalf of all the writers everywhere in in the world i'm going to say please do not uh, please do not be harsh with the first line that we write please give us 20 paragraphs mm-hmm. now this is a rule of thumb <laughs> yeah <laughs> rule of thumb that i'm i'm sort of trying to amplify in the world because um, in a world of uh, frighteningly short uh, attention spans mm-hmm. uh, 20 paragraphs sometimes feels like a lot to ask for but i'm saying give us 20 paragraphs having said that yes the first lines of a book they are so exciting i mean uh, i don't know uh, wuthering heights i'm just i'm just i'm just looking back at at the books that that grabbed me from the very beginning now i don't remember the exact uh, lines but i have a very vivid mental image of uh, of a voice that says heathcliff and i uh were best suited to divide the desolation divide the desolation now when i read it i had never been to england hmm. and ah. when i went to england and i saw the moors for the first time i said this is heathcliff and this is what dividing desolation means i mean look at that look at the power of that that first those first few words in a uh, in a uh, in a in a book i think it's brilliant i think that power is is quite uh, incomparable um what are the other ones i'm not a big fan of uh, of ann rand so um, but having said that when she says uh, that that image of a naked howard rock standing at the edge of a cliff and frozen granite uh, looking up at him i think again that's an image that has stayed with me across the decades i think that i think i think uh, when you when you're able to create such powerful imagery with your words in the first few mm-hmm. lines that you write yeah i think that's where a lot of the magic happens yeah because most of the times the reader is trying to actually picture this imagery and when the first lines actually give him that or give her that it becomes a the reader is on his, on his or her toes and they feel like reading the whole book um but uh, while writing the first lines of your books what was your thought process 
what were you thinking how will you impact how you how will those those lines have an impact on the reader so again i think very subconsciously these these mental images are the ones that have stayed with me you know the books that i i was i've always been a voracious reader reading is my favorite thing to do in the world hmm. so without realizing it i realize i i i sort of uh, i sort of um, um brought into my writing that that uh, intense focus on the first hmm. few lines so uh, so so when i wrote radha for instance uh, I, the first so radha is uh, is a collection of 101 poems written in the voice of radha to krishna so um, the thought behind writing radha is that no one in the in recorded history has recorded the voice of radha she is yeah. always a part of the the radha krishna binary actually the radha krishna union but uh, but no one knows exactly what she did after after krishna left for to save the world she stayed behind she was a she was a cowherd right she stayed yeah. behind and did her job and uh, and and i sort of imagined radha so my first although there were 101 poems the first one was uh, was very well thought out well thought out in my own head i don't know whether it was received like that but in my own head i gave it a lot of thought it says there are wars that you must fight but the true warrior fights with peace in her heart for she has heard krishna speak and unlike arjuna she has listened so mm-hmm. there is a whole while the association with radha is a is a very romantic association i think the first line sort of fire a salvo and say don't look at her as someone who is going to be running around trees mm. there is this brave confident warrior woman and uh, and and that's what this book is going to be like this is not going to be something this is not going to be an english version of a bollywood film this right. is going to be looking, yeah. right yeah. this is going to be looking at radha as uh, as, as, as a very individual. powerful woman yeah yep so uh, that's how radha started hmm. wild things uh, so so radha incidentally was you know rather well received and and everyone loved that whole energy this that hmm. but after having written radha i said it's time to do something which is uh, which is not expected from someone who's written radha hmm. and um, uh, a lot of people in fact asked me why are you entering the world of english writing in india with two back to back anthologies of poetry i mean who reads english poetry and the the answer mm-hmm. really is no one yeah. no one reads english poetry in spite of that we got a few we got some pretty good book sales and things like that which is you know grace of god but uh, a wild things i said i'm going to write for myself radha i wrote for for listener there's a there's a, a large listenership for the story of radha and krishna and, and for radha there mm-hmm. is no listenership for uh, for uncomfortable truths hmm. right yeah. while things while things was uh, was a book full of un- very uncomfortable truths there is not there is nothing which is uh, there there are no velvet gloves in hmm. while things it says things as they are it starts with in fact the first poem starts with uh, with with a lot of grief so there is grief in your in the first poem the first poem is uh to the man who will never grow old but before that there is a little note the book is divided into four parts mm. deserts mountains da da and the first one is deserts 
and the words under deserts reads isolation desolation stars that burn through the cold silk of the night deserts are places of madness and magic and finding lost treasures hidden in plain sight so <coughs> so that's how the book starts it's it's it sets a tone it says that yes it's going to be desolation yes there's going to be isolation but you're going to i promise you you'll find treasures that lost treasures that are hidden in plain sight so i think that's where <coughs> that's where uh, that's where i thought of what is the first what the first few lines going to be i think that's where it uh, it all sort of crystallizes into into one whole yeah right i was just going to ask about how um from um writing radha to writing my things like those are two very different topics um what made you shift but you already answered that so um writing for listenership and writing for yourself what are the different experiences which you encountered during uh, writing these two different books uh writing I, I, let me tell you people liked radha much more than they liked wild things Hmm. so i sold many more radhas than i have sold wild things so far but books are are there forever so i don't know wild things will pick up on these days yeah uh but writing wild things was was very exciting for me because i could speak my truths which uh i didn't have any filters so for radha i had to think like radha hmm. the voice is radha the, the hero of the story is radha but in wild things the voice is entirely mine i mean i can just pick up the book and open any page so i i've just opened a random page just now and i i have reached a poem called stand out hmm. it says it's not like you have to fit in like the world is a giant sheet of cardboard with neatly cut out slots and it is your moral obligation to wander the planet feeling unfulfilled till you find a slot that matches your shape and you sink gracefully into flat oblivion just look at the world yeah. it's got craggy mountains and deep valleys and endless deserts and rolling seas it rises and falls and dips and breaks so stand out become a landmark let people live their journeys by telling your story let them say there in the distance you can see her towering majesty her head in the clouds or you'll see him at the next bend in the road a broken tree struck by lightning but still standing courage we call him let that be your ambition to stand out not fit in can you imagine living in a flat flat world it's just i'm just speechless i'm just speechless <laughs> like the words are so impactful uh, oh my god yeah in my personal opinion i feel um, there is also comfort in hearing uh, some mm. of the uncomfortable truths because when um, i as a person i'm thinking about the uncomfortable truths and whenever i am expressing them there are you know like you said the filters uh, all the negative things all the harsh things they are filtered yeah. out but when i yeah. hear someone or read someone else saying those same things then there's actually a feeling of comfort that okay someone else is also having the same yeah. thought process about it yeah 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 so i think yeah. that is that was the difference between writing between writing radha and between uh, wild things now now because of the tonality now i'm just going to remember uh, i'm just going to open a random page of radha 
hmm. and you see for yourself how the voices are different hmm. okay okay this is okay. poem this is po- poem number 40 in radha hmm. random page is just opened up yes yes she says i remember being light once hmm. every eye on me as i set the dance floor on fire my feet rarely have ever touched the ground my heart defied gravity i moved like muhammad ali and he moved like a butterfly actually the ali moved like i moved past present future get all mixed up when you're so light light hearted light footed light headed and then i came crashing down to the dust gravity one i lost i remember being light once 2 hours ago time is your biggest joke krishna so this is entirely different yes from yeah we could get the difference like in wild yeah. things it was most of like the uncomfortable truth but here it is the voice of radha and how you have actually used the dance floor as a metaphor and you have actually uh it's really it's really dreamy i could think about this and immediately have this of uh, feeling growing within me of maybe yeah. the happiness yeah and then you have time being played as the time is your biggest joke krishna mm-hmm. which is which is a, again the mind of an intelligent woman who speaking to the man she she is forever in love with so uh, they are two completely different ways of uh, of telling a story yeah and what about like when you were writing wild things you um, wrote it for yourself so you kind of put your thought process out there but when you were writing radha you must have faced some writers blocks so how did you handle them so pranuti uh, in fact it worked exactly uh, it worked exactly the other way around radha okay. was this impossible voice this woman had this impossible presence in my life and i wrote all 101 poems in some uh, 18 20 odd days i would just get up in the morning and write like a maniac because i simply had to get her voice out of, out, out of myself and onto paper she wouldn't leave me alone <laughs> i just had to finish it so uh, yeah it was it was fun radha was writing radha was great fun because you uh, you know you immerse yourself in this completely other person and i think um, yeah i think uh, i think that that is that is one of the things that you live for as mm-hmm. a storyteller when right. when a character completely possesses you so since you said radha was in your head throughout the day so when these kind of things happen how do you manage the schedule because if you are constantly thinking about your character and then um putting trying to put it into words how do you so i am i am going to do this i am i am going to answer this question um with something that radha says because that is exactly the experience uh, Oh. Yeah. I must sure. I must Yeah. The only problem with Radha is that none of the poems have any names. They are just <laughs> Yeah, they're just numbers. <laughs> they're just numbers. Yeah. They're just numbers. And I have uh, no idea when I write what. But uh, I'm sure I'm going to find this one. 
Yeah, but I guess not having the names, it's more natural because when <laughs> people, people are just thinking about poems or they feel like singing, they just sing. They don't yeah. really yeah, think naming the song. But but yeah, let me. Maybe I will find it. Maybe I won't. It's it's insane. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here going through the book, and sometimes I just don't find. Uh, I just don't find what I'm looking for. Uh, but since we are doing this uh, as okay, okay, give me a moment, guys. Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Oh. It's poem number fifty. Yeah. It says, "Just when you permeate me with your presence." you make my phone ping i've got you and i've got mail the choices that you make me make krishna love and duty but i've not spent all these millennia with you without learning a few tricks of my own i open my mail and reply to you krishna so <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes when you're obsessed with what you're doing you sort of bring it into every little thing that you do and yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's how you get through it all. Yep. Yeah, we could see the millennial version of Radha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. That is that is Radha. Sometimes, sometimes she's a young girl. Sometimes she's an old woman who's waiting to die. It's, she's <laughs> right. Yeah. And what about wild things? How did you um, handle the writer's block when it came to wild things? Okay, you want to talk about writer's block? Writer's yeah. block happened in the Diwali party. writers block mm. didn't happen uh, for radha and wild things because uh, because i think in poetry that's uh-huh. my it's a default setting so i don't get stuck there mm. but uh, writing a full length novel oh my goodness it's it's uh, it's torture of a very refined <laughs> level <laughs> because you get up in the morning and you sit there and you open your laptop and then you find that you want to make coffee and you want to water the plants and 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 you want to check social media and uh, you suddenly realized you haven't cleared your cupboard in in 6 months and you you start you do anything mm. you do anything but write so yeah. the diwali party was was full of such moments when i just didn't know what to do with my own self mm. uh, i would uh, i would struggle to simply sit in one place the moment you sit down the words just it just happens the story progresses because uh, i think there's a there's a mechanism that that builds the story in spite of you but uh, while i won't say there were a couple of uh, twists in the plot after which i simply stopped writing there were fairly heartbreaking twists and oh. um, i wanted to undo a few things again my son who's also a writer by the way he's a published author Oh. and his second novel uh, will also be published soon but uh, he came to my rescue and he said you can't get attached to your characters mama if you <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> you know you just have to let things be you're not going to undo this it's it's a very mm. simple thing as an author today to undo stuff it's just a matter of control backspace mm. but yes. uh, but then you live with the story you've created and uh, again you live with the discomfort of a certain plot twist you don't like what's happening but it's happened you don't mm. undo it you just you soldier on yeah so that's must, how that happened it must be quite interesting having two writers in a family supporting each other 
<laughs> it's a lot of fun we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of brainstorming and we do a lot of ideation and he writes completely different stuff i write completely different stuff and we're very critical of each other's writing <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we of course we are also huge fans of one another but uh, we are also our most honest critics and we'll say this is not working that is not working mm. and uh, but it's fun great fun okay that's great and okay on a concluding uh, note what advice would you give for uh, new writers or budding writers probably of our age so between um, 16 to 25 years old year olds so 16 to 25 year olds uh we should we should you know pick up the diwali party hmm. and and look at what it says on the cover it says the diwali party a hmm. story about friends family and other broken pieces of light okay so when you have uh when you have things you want to write write your first sentence just write down the core central concept of whatever it is that you're attempting in one line so diwali party is some i don't know 80 or 1000 words but it's all about friends family and other other broken pieces of life when you have that then it keeps you on track it keeps the mood uh it keeps the mood consistent when you're writing especially when you're writing longer format of of content you need to have a consistency in your voice you need to have a consistency in your mood the easier parts are of course plot consistencies and characters and names and places all those things are manageable hmm. but uh, if you intend to write over a longish period of time then you keep coming back to that one central thought when you have that central thought that's when you're able to spin a narrative a consistent and very high impact narrative around whatever it is that you're writing so i think mm-hmm. that's uh, for, for young authors for people who want to write uh, please spend some time and get that core concept written in a very short sentence mm-hmm. once you do that your voice becomes clearer and that is i think uh, absolutely critical if you want your readers uh, to start following you as a as a writer they like you know mm. when you're when you're writing it's it's all about how people are going to uh, are going to receive your stories and uh, and let's let's do our readers some uh, some respect here let's let's let, let's care about their ears let's uh, let's spend some time on uh, thinking of how they are going to be listening to the voice that you are going to put down on paper it's a it's a very complex task yeah because you're you're taking your voice you're translating that or or you're changing that transforming that into written words putting that down on paper and somebody who's never met you never heard of you never heard you speak is going to read those words and they're going to say something to him yeah now how cool is that but also how terrifying is that hmm yeah absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah. so thank you for sharing this informative and interesting advice with us and also thank you for joining us today yeah uh, we are eternally eternally grateful uh, that uh, we have you have featured on our podcast and this small podcast which we have started uh, 
ma'am if you have any feedback uh, which you would like to give us uh, you can go ahead uh guys uh, first of all pranav pranuti thank you very much for for having invited me it's great to uh, to talk to young kids and and especially if you're going to be young kids who are going to tell stories in the world you're all the kind of kids who who interest me and inspire me most so the the, the future of the world depends upon <laughs> storytellers yeah so great going thank you telling your stories i have no feedback mm. for you i only have this little invitation and that invitation is keep telling your stories keep mm. using your voice use that voice for change and uh, and that's perhaps some of the most important things that you will do in in your life so keep using those voices of yours and and uh, keep talking yeah yeah that that's really inspiring thank yeah. you so much thank you so much ma'am uh, thanks guys yeah Uh thanks for listening to the Vtalks podcast with your host Pranav Joshi and your co-host Pranoti. We hope you enjoyed our show. We'd really appreciate if you could give us your feedback and please do share this episode with your friends. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram @the rate the Vtalks podcast. That's all for this episode folks. See you next time. Bye bye.